What's up, nerds? This is season three, episode 29 of the world famous Nerd Food Podcast. It's time for another fun, casual chat with your host, Steve. And the other guy, Sully. It is Saturday. It's 11 o'clock my time here in Houston. And God knows what time it is in Seattle. 4 a.m. in <laughs> Seattle, if I remember right. Uh, I got up early slash stayed up late so I could record. I am ready. Uh, I may not be fully awake. I might be partially drunk. I don't know. Uh-oh. Whoa. You got started early. Good for you. Or late. Or late. <laughs> yeah. Now, actually, for the first time in a while, I got to go have a little happy hour after work yesterday. Mm. It's been one of those stretches of uh, three, four months where basically I just had time to... Uh, you know, go to work, get things done, go home, sleep, repeat. It was uh, it was raining pretty bad last night after well yesterday after work, which you know it. I got off about five five thirty, and it looked like it was nine ten o'clock at night. Plus, it was storming. Got home, grabbed a bottle of Crown, grabbed a Coke, and had about several cocktails. Made the whole day go away. I don't recall seeing a Twitter photo of said cocktails. I, <laughs> I didn't know you could drink without tweeting. Sometimes, you know, I just I want to share with everybody and hopefully everybody's having as good a time as I am. I swear to you, every time I see one, I'm like, oh, now I'm thirsty. Right. Like you should be a uh, alcoholic beverage photographer in your spare five minutes a week. Well, you know, I know, right? Four minutes. You know, I really love I'm a big fan of doing the Instagram cheers photos. You know that. Oh, that's your thing. Yeah. That's your selfie. I love that. That is my selfie. Not my face, just all the cheers going on. All the glasses. Maybe we need, like, selfie's a nice condensed single word that really tells what that is. And you call it an Instagram cheers photo. Do we need a separate term, a one word thing? Cheery. Insta cheers? A cheery. Ch- cheery gram? <laughs> a ch- chagram. Chagram. No, that didn't work. <laughs> I don't know. I like I like them though. They're fun. Yeah. Anytime uh, I look back through my feed, and I see some of yours that I might have shared or whatever. I'm like, hey, that's my hand. I was there. I know. <laughs> it's that light one next to the dark one. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the Nerd Foo logo. I shared uh, a uh, picture of my laptop cover on Twitter mm-hmm. and Instagram the other day, showing all my stickers. Mm-hmm. I realized I really like the way that looks, and I wanted to see what other people had. And uh, I got quite a few compliments on the Nerd Foo sticker. People were reaching out, and they're like, hey, I need one of those. I'm like, hit me up for with an address, sure, and I will make sure you put it on your laptop and uh somebody goes man i love that kung fu game yeah <laughs> yep. you're welcome look, look a little closer <laughs> you, you didn't see the whole picture there there's two guys in that photo i uh i have a cover on my i have a work mac and i have a cover on that one of the same covers that i have for my personal mac and speaking of what's funny is i guess i don't know I've, nobody else has seen the cover like this at work so some of them that have macs company macs uh, they were like, where'd you get that cover from? I love that cover. And I'm like, it's, it was like 10 bucks. Here's the link, blah, blah, blah. It's not that yeah. big of a deal. No, you don't understand. I'm like, whoa, easy. <laughs> it's just a cover, easy. Don't pee the carpet. I know, right? <laughs> do you want a Mac? Do you want a Mac cover, girl? Do you, do you? Uh, you should buy a bunch and then have a little setup at, at the office there and sell them for 25 You can make a killing. I know. I'm just, and not even mention the link or where I got them from. Just, yeah, I'm actually taking a loss on this. <laughs> I'm doing all right. I'll come down to twenty two fifty, but I'm doing, doing you a favor, favor here. <laughs> You're gonna owe me. Your photo got me thinking, though. I need to. Uh, I need to judge up my uh, MacBook cover. What was that? What was that? Judge up. Judge up. Yep. Is that French or something you made up? You I, what is that? You never heard of adding a little judge? Oh, uh, wait till we put that on uh-uh. Twitter. Wait till people hear this. They're gonna be like, "What?" That's gonna all be right, good. You de- yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll leave that. Yeah. 
Let's see what happens. Or there's a podcast title. Write that down. <laughs> to oh, judge or yeah, not to right. judge. Yeah, you're right. I do need to take some notes here. And don't make it any. Don't make it anything like don't judge a book by its cover. <laughs> oh wait, now that's better. <laughs> to judge. Or How not do you to spell judge? Uh, there's a J probably in there, maybe a silent G. I don't know. Like like Cyberog? <laughs> the silent Zhe? G. Cy- uh, is it judge or Cyberog? I'm I'm gonna have to. Uh, uh, Urban Dictionary, judge, just to make sure. Right. I had a podcast title for the the Funcast one time. I was just about to hit go, and I thought, you know what? Let me look this up first. And sure enough, it turned out that that title was the exact title of a furry convention somewhere in the U.S. Whoa. Had I put that up there, oof. <laughs> new followers, hello. Yes, it would have been a new, and that would have been probably a crowd that digs me. That's just how it works. I saw on a... Somebody showed me a comment under a photo of me on Instagram where someone said, I, I, don't, I don't even want to quote it precisely, but basically a young lady said that she wanted me to destroy her, I think was the Whoa. terminology she used. Whoa. I was like, oh, uh, no, I like to stay more G-rated than that. <laughs> this this makes me uncomfortable. It's like, it's like Godzilla's tail. <laughs> That's, all right, moving on. <laughs> Did you really tweet her back? I did not. You no. didn't? Oh, you should have just been me? like, oh, that's sweet. Thank you, darling. <laughs> I retracted back into my shell and hid from the internet for three days after hearing that. <laughs> that's interesting. What a way to describe it. I mean, we all know what that means, but the word destroy, that's very descriptive. It really paints a picture I didn't need in my head. I'll tell you that. Yeah. More like a Jackson Pollock. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. Seriously, let's go to something else. <laughs> So what's been so, going on? What about those Texans? <laughs> what's been, I know, right? Oof. You know, my mom's going crazy. They, she keeps, she's this close to like suiting up, full pads, helmet. I would I would not mess with her. Mm-hmm. She'd line up right next to JJ and then scold the other team as a mother. She will make her voice go all the way out every game. But my dad's I, happy. Um, it's Saturday we're recording. Tomorrow the Texans play the Colts in what is the only remaining actual competition we have for this year all re- all teams after that have a losing record so we could if we beat the colts win the rest of the season after going zero and three to start no team in the nfl that started zero and three has ever made the super bowl kind of reminds me of a uh of a speech made by a, a coach rudy tomjanovich a oh, long time rudy. ago a long rudy, rudy, time ago. clutch city rudy mm-hmm <laughs> Was that before or after having 18 beverages? Because, oh, oh, Rudy loved to drink. He always had a healthy red glow on his face <laughs> during the game. Yeah, he did. I, I thought it was anger at first, but little did we know. <laughs> I saw him at a bar once. Oh, really? Well after the 94-95 championships. or what, no, Was that the right years? Was it? Yeah, 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 that's right. Okay. Yeah, it was after that. Because I, I, I was here, and then I was in college during those. Or not here. Texas and then college during those. I those don't know formative. where I'm at half the those time. Formative years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah, I uh, when the 0 and 3 season started, God, it was painful. I didn't want to ride that out. I'm a fan. I'm not. I'm not a bandwagon fan. I'm a fan, mm-hmm. and I did not want to have to uh, watch painfully week in and week out. But the guys are looking good. The oh. boys, boys have pulled it together. Are they? I don't know what the schedule is. Are they? Are they playing in a few weeks? Oh. Uh, I do not know. That's a good question. Mm, I see so, what you're implying. Yeah, there. Let's, uh, I would love to. We'll have to check that out. We'll have to check the schedule. Well, 
I just happen to have access to a uh, an internet connected machine. The old World Wide Web. Everyone listen to my mechanical keyboard as I get after this here. That thing is loud. <laughs> it is, but it is amazing. Have you ever used a mechanical keyboard? Uh, only on the store shelf. Man, I love it. I ordered this new PC, and for $6, you could add a mechanical keyboard. And it's not a not a crappy one. It's a nice one. I can, it's just a part of the deal to get you to buy. And, wow, I am loving it. I, uh, I, I don't know how it could go back now. Is it one of the uh, ones that lights up? Sunday the 23rd at philadelphia so that's a no-go uh, then they're back at home on the 30th but i will have left already so i'm just gonna miss it man. well also saves me a ton of money yeah that's for sure <laughs> i can watch on television the tickets aren't expensive it, it gets more expensive when you walk through the doors yeah you got the tickets you got parking you got beverages food before you're done like we went last year when the texans played here and i think i spent about 500 bucks between the tickets and all that stuff. That that adds up, man. Yeah. It's very easy to spend 20 bucks on a hot dog or $30 on that chicken tender basket. And when you've had three or four beers, that seems like a bargain. Yeah. <laughs> I need them tenders yeah. right now. With some really crappy barbecue sauce and some undercooked fries. Mm-mm. The soggier, the better. It's like, wow, you can really taste the potato in these. <laughs> you can really taste the vat really? of grease that didn't totally saturate the fry. Yep. Mm-hmm. But yeah, are you uh, are you drinking anything today right now? Uh, bottle of water. Bottle of water. Yeah, it's it's oh, a little hydrating. early at four a.m. to to be. <laughs> you're hydrating. Okay, I got you. I'm uh I'm going to be drinking this evening for sure. I bought me another bottle of my favorite uh, uh, sour, which I really enjoy. And uh, the wife has to work in the morning tomorrow, so that means uh, she has to go to bed early. So Ooh. I will be uh I'll be bacheloring it up on uh, Xbox this evening probably. Okay. Yeah, and then tomorrow, Texans, and then Creed 2. I'm going Creed to the two. theater okay. to see Creed 2. Have you seen it yet? I have not seen it. I uh, So we're recording right now at 2 o'clock. We are heading to the theater to go see Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse because they are there's very few uh, screenings available right now because it doesn't come out until, I think, next weekend. Yeah, yeah. But they're they're doing like one or two for the for these couple of days. I know you're hyped. I am. I am so happy. I keep Have listening to the- that Post Malone song, Sunflower. Oh, nice. Have you seen all the cool figures that are coming out of that? The giant green goblin? for From Fun- uh, Funko? Yeah. I don't think I've seen those. Oh, I've seen man. the Look first, that giant the first green wave. Goblin. That's cool. Possibly the biggest box I've ever seen. Ooh. It's 10-inch it's tall. It's The box is like this big. I'm, Jeez. People on the podcast can really get a feel yeah. for what I'm doing here that looks with big. my hands. <laughs> That is what that looks. This is audio gold right here. Uh, yeah, I'm super stoked. I've been waiting for this to come out for a while. Um, and yeah, just to double check, I made sure that, you know, what theaters it was playing at, because, you know, maybe we wanted to go to one of the nicer ones. But alas, it is not everywhere just yet. And there's a, there was one showing yesterday. There's one showing today and I didn't even see it tomorrow. You so, did pre-order the tickets, right? Uh, no, I did not. Oh. I did you not. might want to do that. I know. I need to. That would hurt if you got all the way over there and then couldn't get in. They don't sell standing room only at the theater, sir. I'll just I'll be peeking through. It's like, oh, that's a good part. Just like that oh, little portal. I know how big a Spider fan you are, so you, you've got to get in there. There's so many movies that I want to see. We just we haven't been. We haven't really had time. It's always something. Uh, Creed 2. I still want to see Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, so good. Uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet. Still want to see that. Yeah. 
There's a lot of stuff at the theater right now. I think some of it might be on the way out, too. Every time I see anything related to Ralph Breaks the Internet, I think back to you and I walking into our very first con together, San Diego Comic-Con mm-hmm. 2012, and we went to our first panel in Hall H, and we walked in, and it was some sort of... Um, I don't remember what it was titled, but it was a, a bunch of different films that were coming up, I believe, on the Disney slate. And one was Wreck-It Ralph. Yep. And John C. Riley, and who was was there with them? Was it uh, Sarah Silverman? It might have been Sarah Silverman. We're on stage, and they showed us 10 minutes of the film and then answered questions. And we didn't know what panels were all about at that yeah. point. Yeah, so. and, and I remember people were shuffling like in and out. Like it wasn't a panel. Because, you know, most of the time... Sometimes there's a panel where people are waiting just to get through it to see something after. So people will leave and like not really care. I remember it being one of those situations when that was going on on stage and we were watching. But I remember a lot of people like kind of being indifferent about what was going on in front of them. And little did we know it would like take the world by storm. Yeah, that was um, it was such an introduction to the whole world of cons and pop culture. It'll it'll forever be special to me because mm-hmm. that was when we walked in there. It felt like like the first time you see Vegas all lit up. Right. Like oh my god! Like there's so much going on. There's Sensory so many people. overload. It's so big, and that was just that one panel. We didn't really we didn't really know what we were getting into, and then the show floor and all mm-hmm. the parties, and I mean that's I will forever hold that as one of the fi- the best times of my life. That was so much fun. Being able to walk up to the Funko booth. Oh, I'm right. And just see, we're like, they're all right there. We can walk right in. There's no line. Right. Next there's year. No, there's no lottery. There's nobody yelling. It's just so peaceful here. Lottery only meant something you buy a ticket for run by the state to win a lot of money at that point. Mm-hmm. Now it has a totally different meaning. And it doesn't, I mean, that wasn't really, if you think about it, that was not even that long ago. No, 2012. Yeah. We're in 2018. And look how much has changed. And not just, not just, you know, with y'all, but just like the whole, like when we go back to cons now, like how much has changed. It happened so fast. It's crazy to think, you know, what's going to happen in another four or five years. What's it going to be like then? I can't fathom now. And and I love being a part of it. I'm, I'm so glad that we did nerd foo and that I get to be at Funko now just to see the other side of it. Uh, you know, I, I kind of miss the fan side too, cause that was fun. But every once in a while we get to leave the booth and go walk around and that's fun. I, I you know, I'm like, Hey, I get to tell stories about what you and I went through right. and share things and people are like, Oh wow. You got to do that. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that time Nathan Philly and auctioned off our shirt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh yeah. That was fun. Remember the time I, we hung out with the <laughs> Seth Green. <laughs> oh y- yes. You and your photographer. I tell yeah. that story regularly. <laughs> yeah, and I had to apologize for my photographer. I was like, Seth, sorry, he's just he's not on his game tonight. Hold on one second. You were a half <laughs> second from losing that photo because it just would not take. <laughs> I've learned so much about the cameras since then. And you know what? I don't remember you having any other problems like before then with that camera. Nope. But it was it was dark, it was and dark. I was using all the auto stuff on the camera, and it doesn't play well in the dark. Mm-hmm. And then we started doing all the photography at the panels. I learned you've got to have your settings just right just going right. in. You can't use the auto crap. It doesn't work. Do you think uh, there'll ever be a time? I know you don't have a lot of free time now, but as a fan or doing whatever, you know how we used to see those guys? Well, we still see them sometimes. You see them probably more. The photographers that go and they have like the three DSLRs with different lenses, like just swinging Ah. on their shoulder because they're switching. Do you think you'll ever be that level? 
No, because honestly, I think that is uh that is a a thing of the past now. Like those guys are holding on to what they knew from ten years ago. Mm-hmm. But even like when I was going in with one camera, my true weapon was that memory card that would connect to my phone. Right. I was getting photos out before any of those guys by hours, if not days. Yeah. So we were winning at at sharing that stuff from the panels. But I've been looking at cameras now. There's a new one called um Crap, I'm going to forget the name of it. I think it's like Look or Look See, something like that. But there's this camera that's the size of a cell phone. Mm-hmm. It's like 1500 bucks, and it does not have lenses. On the back is a series of, lens, of uh, flat lenses like you would see on a cell phone. There's like 30 of them on one side of this camera in all different sizes and positions. So when you take the photo, some are zoomed way out automatically. Some are up close. Some are at angles. And it takes uh, this photo that's you. made of all these different layers. And you can then, after you you take the photo, clear up things in the distance or up close, and mm-hmm. then dif- different parts of the photo function differently. I am really interested in checking this out because you could literally toss it in a little bag over your shoulder, pop it out, take a photo, and you get this like 40 megapixel photo that you can do stuff with later. So it's every type of photo, but you're only shooting the image once. once. Yeah. Yep. That's Very awesome. cool. That's awesome. Yeah, because like That's you know, the, the iPhone, uh, when you take a photo with the iPhone, it takes dark light and middle and then merges them together so that you get all the clearest parts of the mm-hmm. photo imagine that on crack like times 20 sure That's I, really I can't cool. wait yeah i can't wait to check that out i it's just such a cool idea and at fifteen hundred dollars i'm not going to just drop the money on it but there are camera rental places yep. that you can rent that kind of stuff like i rented the big lens mm-hmm. before i ever bought one to see what it was like and fell in love with it and i was like i have to have this lens but that cost me 40 bucks to rent it for the weekend right see if you want to buy it later on yeah yep absolutely yeah i I really wish i'd let you do that with cars you know you get to do a test drive but Mm -hmm. that's like 15 minutes with the dork from the dealership what if you got like a whole weekend with the car first a long time they do that now but I, i don't know what I guess it's the salesman. I don't know what it is. Like, I've heard of people doing it. It happened to me a long time ago uh, before I got the Civic, which was 2013. I don't have it now. I have something else now. But uh, before I got the Civic in 2013, I went to a dealership and I was uh, trying to test drive a Jetta Wolfsburg. What? The the Jetta Wolfsburg edition, which is... uh, Never heard of that. It's a turbo. It's a turbo edition of the Jetta. I don't even know if they make them anymore, but this was, like I said, a long time ago. Anyway, long story short, that was the first time that I had been told, yeah, if you want, go ahead and take it for the weekend. It happened to be my birthday weekend. And I told him that and he was like, even better. Take it. It's your birthday. Go out. Be careful and just bring it to us like, you know, Sunday or Monday or whatever. So I ended up having it for the whole weekend. It was nice. I didn't get it after all, but it was nice. See, but that weekend let you know maybe this isn't the car for me. Here's here's some of the downfalls to it. The only reason I didn't get it is because I'm going to probably sound like a cheap bastard right now. But the only reason it was a turbo and the guy was like, you need to when it shuts off, it's going to run a little bit and then it'll turn off like a turbo. Right. With the intercooler or something. I don't know. I'm not a mechanic. But uh, he also said when you put gas in, it has to be premium. And I was like, ooh, I was like, all right. And you know where I used to live going from there to Houston back and forth. Yeah, that little thing was that, eating gas. That would have been a couple car payments a year difference in the amount of money you would have spent. I wouldn't consider that cheap. I'd consider that uh, <laughs> smart, frugal. I was frugal. like, ooh, ooh, man. It's all in the verbiage. Mm-hmm. What was it somebody said to me yesterday? They were told in a meeting uh, that that someone liked their spirit in the meeting. 
Like that was their feedback afterwards. And they thought they took that to meant, oh, she didn't act up in the meeting. Like she was there. She was present. I was like, no, that means they liked your your positive attitude yeah, and, the, and, the, and the, what you brought to the meeting, because that's not something you get in all meetings. A lot of people go in with a negative attitude because it's a meeting and they don't they got other things to do. Right. And she's like, oh, I didn't think of it that way. I was like, well, there you go. All you got to do is think of a slightly different. It's it's the right definition. That's that's a really nice thing to say. And you know what you know what I hear too is uh this person is like one of the best human beings you'll ever meet, or this is such a great human being, or he's a great human, or she's a great human being. The word the the phrase human being, you don't hear that a lot. Like just no. you know, outside of guess academia, maybe sci-fi. But yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I think that's pretty cool. One of my friends, uh, whenever she posts photos of her friends, she, that's what she says in her Facebook photos or her Instagram photos. She's like hanging out with one of my favorite humans. Yeah. I like that. It's cool. I like it. It's, it's, uh, it's bigger. You say people versus human to me, human feels much bigger. Yeah. Well, like a grand scale. I don't know why. It's the same thing, but it's just the, it's just the way you interpret it, the way you hear it, the way it sounds on the ears, you know? Now I think if I were to say hanging out with one of my favorite homo sapiens, I think that sounds weird. (laughs) That, that's just odd. Yeah. And then someone's going to take it there. Someone's going to be weird about it. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Homo. (laughs) Stupid. Hey, speaking of uh, aliens and human beings. Uh Uh-oh. Did you see a little trailer this week for Avengers 4? Did I? I was late to work because I didn't want to leave home. How many times did you watch it? Four or five at least. And then I was like, okay, I'm already 10 minutes late, so I better get going. (laughs) Oh, my God. I, first of all, just the, I mean, the first minute, just with Stark in the very beginning, I almost shed a tear. The right. music and everything that he's saying and what he's doing, I was like, "Are you really serious, Steve? You're gonna you're gonna lose your sh- your 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 s right now over a minute thirty into the trailer, <laughs> whatever." I think that's totally respected. I hear a uh, lot of people say the exact same thing when he when he pulls the line about uh, "I'm gonna drift off thinking you like I always do." It's like, oh, mm-hmm. yep, <laughs> right here, don't do it, oh. don't do it. Or the, the line that they used in the trailer and then Marvel used it in their tweet. I did, too. It was like, uh, the end is part of the journey. Ah. Mm. Oh. Yeah. And then we get a title for the film, finally. Uh, yeah, the journey's going to continue, but it's going to be the end for some things, some people. You know, the journey will continue, though. It. I think it is truly going to be a uh, an end, a book bookend the other right. half the caboose for what we started with with the first avenger mm-hmm. with iron man years and years and years ago what going on like 11 12 13 14 years it's crazy since the first iron it. man came out i guess it's 10. so crazy god i and i remember sitting there thinking this is amazing they've done it they've made a comic book movie can can they repeat can we get more of this universe and here please, we are please please yes please to to say that I think a, a lot of a lot of uh, conversation and 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 reference is made towards Captain America, which Evans is is wonderful in that role. I love Captain America; it's great. There's a lot of you know, there's a lot of talk about him and what he's bringing to the table and making the sacrifice and stuff like that. But just like you said, it would be a great bookend if anything happens with Stark, whether it's good or bad, and take that for whatever you know, whatever you want it to mean. But to have him close it out would be amazing because he started it all. And it's not even just his character. It's 
Robert Downey Jr., you know, for the for the the trouble he had along the way as an actor, you know, and, and John Favreau to to give him the chance. And they basically gam- gambled on each other. And you you were you remember what Favreau said oh, yeah. about, you know, nobody wanted to do this. It was risky. And then he was a risk. And but to see this come full circle, not just Stark, but with them and thinking about that, man. Yeah, Favreau Jeez. took Favreau was like the twenty something selection to be director. He was way down the list, and he took a gamble. And he's a good director. Remember, yep. what was it Zathura or whatever that he made years ago? Yeah. Uh, he did such <laughs> an, a beautiful job with that film. It showed what he could do. But then he, he took a gamble, and then, like you said, they took a gamble on Robert Downey Jr. And it has made them both insanely rich. Yep. Like Favreau's made hundreds of millions of dollars off being a producer on these films. And I read an article not too long ago about Downey, Robert Downey Jr. and the payday he gets because he gets a percentage of the film's profits. He's making a hundred million dollars a film now. Yeah. But but it does make sense that like if any character is gonna die or change, because I have a theory on this, he's gonna be he's gonna be one. I think we're gonna get either no more Iron Man or a new Iron Man. A new Iron Man, right? And there yeah. have been new, you know, Iron Men persons, persons mm-hmm. now, you know. Yes. Um. Yeah, that I think it would be, you know, it's gonna be like a swan song. I think. Just that trailer alone tells you they're focusing on him and letting him because he's a hell of an actor. He yep. was in the '80s when he started his career. He was an Absolutely. amazing actor then. He's made some great films along the way, and yeah, this is going to showcase him and give a proper send off, I think. And then, uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to see what happens when this film is over. Like, what what is the, what are we left with? A whole new direction now. I mean, they I forget who said it, but with Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, you know, when that was proposed and then when that came out, now we're in space. You know, there's a cosmic direction now where we're, we're not just on Earth anymore. There's a whole new universe and Doctor Strange, you know, touched on that some, too. And even the non-Marvel film uh, Fantastic Four, uh, Rise of the Silver Surfer, you know, the Silver Surfer, you know, is not a terrestrial being, you know, for from here. And so all these hints there are so many more characters. There's so many more stories to tell that are not on Earth. Oh yeah. So if that's the you know if that's the direction, that's I'm a okay with that. I'm a okay with that. I remember when we first heard the Guardians of the Galaxy was going to be the next film that they were going to make, and I I honestly had no idea yeah. about anything related to Guardians of the Galaxy, and everyone was like, here, this is the next big gamble that they're willing to take, can mm-hmm. the common moviegoer who's not a comic book nerd accept this thing they've never heard of before? Because even the, even the non-comic book nerds, had they are familiar with Captain America and Iron Man, even if it's only by name and sure. a photo. They knew who those people were. Guardians? Who's, who's Groot? Who's Rocket? Who's Star-Lord? What are these characters, you know? And they nailed it. I love Guardians. It's one of my favorite Marvel movies by far. It's a it's a swashbuckling a swashbuckling pirate style adventure that we've seen in other non comic book related films. So I think that genre, that look and feel, that helped it just be so well rounded to the person who couldn't really care less about uh, comic book films. It drew them in as well, and. You know, like I said, the sky's the limit when it comes to characters. The Marvel well is damn near endless, you know. 
and if they continue to make films like this, I people talk about it running its course or running out. I don't see it happening. It could, but I really don't see anything else bigger coming in and taking over anytime soon. What what could be bigger than that? The Star Wars universe could swell up even bigger, but sure. they're both huge and they're both owned by Disney. Disney's not going to let one outweigh the other unless it's financially smart for them. Right. I think those I well, I'll be okay, I'll be fair. I think the Star Trek, Star Wars, and Marvel universes are probably the three biggest franchises of all time. There's, of course, we got Indiana Jones. We've got other films like that, Back to the Future. I'm talking about the scale. Those are great franchises in their own right. But I think the scale of those three are the big, to me, in my opinion, I think those are the three biggest ones of all time. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I can't think of anything else in that that, uh, genre. And, And sadly... Star Trek falls way behind the other two right. as far as uh, like global earnings and like how many people are fans now. At one point, it was one of the biggest for sure. I think there could be a resurgence there. I love uh, Discovery. I love uh, I love the idea of Quentin Tarantino making a Star Trek film, <laughs> yes. which is maybe happening right now. Right. I I would love to see that expand that universe into something big where we get multiple films and a real universe like what they're doing with Marvel now. That would be. I mean, when you when you go to space. There are endless tales to tell. Like you just said, Marvel yep. has this huge well. Star Trek could just make up whatever they want at this point, and we'd just buy it. Yes, that alien on that planet? On that planet? Yeah, I, totally. I buy it. Now, what are we going to argue with something that we've never seen that's made up? <laughs> right? <laughs> Thanks, Internet. <laughs> somebody, of course, somebody posted. And, and I rarely read the comments of, like, big stuff that I like because it just, you know, whatever. But I was like, okay, I want to read some of these comments and think it was when I think it was on Marvel's Facebook page. So I was scrolling down and I came to one one of the first ones that was something negative by this guy. Didn't um, take long. Yeah, right? Something negative, something about them running its course. It's so oversaturated. This is not what we need. Please let this be the end of it for all time. Something like that. And then right away he had only 3 people fired back at him, which I was like, "Only 3." Okay. But what they said was very well said. Not a curse word to be found in any of the three comments. One of them one of them said something, uh, please keep your pretentious comments to yourself. Another one was like, if you don't like it, simply don't go watch it. It's not going to hurt you and it's not going to hurt the fans. And I yeah. was like, perfect. Yeah, that's great. The, the ultimate comment, I'm using that loosely, the ultimate um, uh, mechanism for measuring all this is your dollars. If you don't spend your dollars on it, it will die. If you spend your money on it, it will succeed if enough people do it. So it doesn't really matter if you, Joe Blow in Kentucky, don't want Guardians of the Galaxy and you think it's stupid. It's not going to kill that universe. The box office dollars dictate it was a success. Right. And we will get more. All these people talking about why do we keep doing reboots? Because there's a familiar name you already have a place for it in your mind and in your heart, and you're willing to go put some more money on it. Sure. It and makes sense. It's going to keep happening, and people get comfortable. You know, If they were to get comfortable with it, which they're not going to, they, it's just a need to, I, th- I think, kind of voice their you know, regret or whatever you want to call it, that they're rebooting something. It's just going to keep happening when you when you see or you read those comments. Why do we need a reboot? Why? You know, is is Hollywood all out of fresh ideas? Ugh. 
that comment, that generic comment so that dumb. gets repeated and regurgitated over and over again. It's like you may as well just, you know, throw quit. away your computer, quit, yep. throw it, get off the grid because they are not going to stop. So either no. get on board or get in front so we can run you over. If you want original content, there is plenty of it. There is more content produced now in a day than there was in a whole year in 1985. I guarantee you. You can go to YouTube for original content that people are making in their basement or out LARPing or whatever. Yeah. People are making stuff left and right. And there are plenty of original films. They don't get the hype that the big ones do because there's no guarantee they're going to make money. Mm -hmm. But you look at directors like M. Night Shyamalan doing Glass. That is totally original. No one has done anything like that universe he's created. Right. No one's hyping that going, yes, original content. You don't see it. Yeah. It's not there, but he's doing it. Instead, you get more people hating on him still for making The Village and Airbender, The Last Airbender or whatever, stuff like that. It's like, yeah, but do you, do you see signs? Did you see The Sixth Sense? Did you, you know what I mean? Unbreakable? Did you see Unbreakable? Okay. Yep. Right. Yeah, and I, I saw those other films that I wasn't a fan of. I gave sure. my money. I watched it once. I did not rinse and repeat. Yeah. I've watched Six Sense a hundred times. I'm going to watch Unbreakable again soon. If I have to, I, if I can't find my copy because I think I loaned it to somebody, I'll buy it again. Yeah. That's how it works. I can watch Signs over and over again. Oh, I love that. And over some people dog that one too, which I don't understand. I think everybody in that did a great job. I, I love that film. Yeah, all of his takes on every, even Lady in the Water, which I own. All of his takes on everything were original. Yes, there may be some elements taken from other genres because he is a fan, like Spielberg, like Cameron, and I guess Ridley Scott. But anyway, he is a fan <laughs> um, of films himself. It's he's like one of I like to think of him as like a, a the ultimate, you know, one of the ultimate film students who went that extra mile. You know, yeah. he's a fan of films. You can obviously tell that. But anyway, I'm not trying to you get on, watch, a, on an M Night tan, uh, tangent. But you ever watch the uh, behind the scenes stuff from the Sixth Sense DVD Blu-ray, where he was a kid and filming videos? That little black, that black and white one that he shot. Oh, he he did a bunch. There was yeah. one, but there were a bunch where he was he had it like kind of like uh, the Goldbergs or the mm -hmm. guy that directs that uh, Adam F. Goldberg had his handy cam as a kid, and they would stage yeah. stuff and make videos. There's a bunch of that on the Sixth Sense uh, okay. DVD. I think I saw something like that on the on Signs. Yeah, he might have done it yeah. there too. That's that's so cool. Yeah, his whole life he's been a fan of mm -hmm. film and making stuff, and so cool. I yeah, I never made that connection before just now, but him and Adam F. Goldberg. Both uh, came up around the same time, grew up in that era of when you first could get a camcorder. Before that, it was just too too expensive. Right. Uh, and then you could film stuff, and they did, and they kept it. Have you ever watched the Goldbergs? Uh, no, not really. Every episode is either based on or loosely based on something he actually filmed as a kid, mm -hmm. and he's kept all those tapes. He has thousands of hours yeah, of him. Yeah, you told me that before. And so at That's the end cool. of every episode, he'll show a clip that contains a part of that episode where he basically took exactly what he did as a kid and then recreated that scene in the show. And sometimes they'll show them side by side so you can see how <laughs> close they are. So I was thinking about this when I was at the gym the other day for some odd reason, but this guy did not realize at the time he was creating this stuff that would lay the landscape, the foundation for the rest of his life. He's now making a huge name for himself as a director and a creator based on something he already directed and created when he was 8, 10, 12 years old. Yeah. How cool is that? That's amazing. That's that amazing. so neat. That's really, that's a big accomplishment for sure. I, I, I get the question every once in a while, like, who's somebody you'd like to meet? 
or podcast with or hang out with, and Adam F. Goldberg is is getting to the top of my list. I really want to meet this guy, and I would. I know this is, sounds weird, but I'd love to work with him on something. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like him making the Goldbergs. He's filming my childhood. Yeah, like he must have gone through almost identical to what <laughs> I went through because we're about the same age. I would love to work with him on something. I know that sounds stupid. I don't create that kind of stuff, but I feel like there's a, a chance there. Well, I don't you know. Never how. know. You're I never right. thought I'd podcast with Hardwick. Yeah. And that happened. Speaking of, did you ID10T is back? Have you listened? I have not listened to it. He came I've, back. He's got four or five new episodes after he took like a, a six month hiatus, essentially. Yeah. And his first guest back is Jamie Lee Curtis, who, oh, by the way, okay. is batshit crazy. But um the first episode back, I oh man, I couldn't wait. What is he gonna say in those opening couple of minutes? Did he reference uh, anything or no? He he took the high road for cool. sure. Uh, he avoided that conversation, just said, essentially, we've been gone for a while. A lot of people said they missed the podcast. We're back. That's and then good. got into it. I, I feel like it's something that he must have thought about a lot. Like, how do I approach this? But the whole the whole way, he's not bashed anybody back. No, he's never. Well, I, I don't. I've listened to a lot of it. Um, but I people that he's had on, because they're casual conversations, People that he's had on, they, some of them, yeah, they've had run-ins and, you know, some scandalous stuff may or may not have happened and stuff like that. But if you, if you notice, he never gets into the negative stuff. Good for him. Yeah. So I can, I can easily see him avoiding and like you said, taking the high road. So. Yeah. I, I really hope he can get, I I don't know what happened really or not. We talked about this on a podcast shortly after, after all the headlines. Um, so I'm not taking sides, but from a content creation perspective, I love his podcast. I love his stand up. I love what he does. And I hope he can get back to that because I want more of that Mm -hmm. in my life. I love what he does on talking dead and I got, you know, I got to meet him and I, I thought he was a great guy. He sure seemed like it. You know, Mel Gibson comes to mind. Oh Yeah. As uh, on the personal side, I don't know him personally. Yes, I've read and heard all the stuff that you probably have. I don't I don't I can separate that. I think he's a great actor and a great director. That's the way I look oh, at it. I, yeah. One of the best directors for personal sure. stuff out the window. You know, I'm not here to do that. I'm not a judge and jury. I think that's so. really important. We might have talked about that after the Hardwick uh, t- headlines before as well is separating the creator from the art. Yep. I think it's very important, you know. And I mean, so, it, it, yeah. Go ahead. In this age we live in, it enhances the experience to be able to uh, interact with, follow the life of a creator. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook make that really accessible and easy to to do. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, you look at The Rock. That's somebody who spends as much time on the personal side, showing his life and tweeting and sharing, and has created this huge audience. And then does these amazing things in the ring and on film and television now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a, he, The two help each other, the two sides. If he yeah. had something happen in his personal life, it could drag down the other. But I still am always going to be a fan of what he did in the ring and sure. on film and on TV. And I don't want that to get Kevin Spacey'd. Kevin Spacey's not... still a great actor. Yeah, and one of the best impressionists ever. Oh, that's, I forget he can do that. Oh, yeah. I mean... What, you know, other news about him? I don't know. I wasn't there. And until I can't speak because, like I just said, it's it's personal. I don't know yeah. them personally until Mel Gibson shows up and says a bunch of 
uh, really mean and distasteful things to my face about someone I care about, like my family, then yeah, I can't say that I know him personally and the personal stuff affects me because it doesn't. He's a great actor. He's a great director. Kevin Spacey, same. I'm sure a lot of people out there love the original Hulk, Lou Ferrigno. Oh, I'm not a fan. No, we're not fans. I had a run we in with are him. not fans. Yeah. <laughs> he uh, he ruined that for me, and so did the original Buck Rogers. He ruined that for me. I don't even remember that old fart's name, but I don't want any part of him. And I grew up on that. I was yeah. excited about the potential for interacting with him, and he ruined it. Now, do you feel the need to tweet and you know write essays about them and stuff like that? No. No, I shared. I shared enough, <laughs> and I'm not going to go out and bash. Uh, well, one, because I'm scared Lou Ferrigno would show up at my front door, see me at a con, and whoop my butt, which he easily could with one arm tied behind his back. But you sure? But you sure, Clark? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I am very sure. Have Where, you seen that man? Where's that camera? <laughs> yeah, at least let's film it if it does happen. Right. All so right, I can get some hurt. internet fame is, out of it. This is going to hurt, but I'm in it for the likes and the retweets. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm wearing a shirt with like a bunch of logos on there, like I'm sponsored. It's Sully versus Ferrigno Why, a in a three-second fight. A lot of the sponsors are, are names like Band-Aid and Neosporin. What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of health insurance companies. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's great. That's Hospital great. Hospital chains. Well, I know Clinics. we. I know we got off. I know we got in the best way possible. I know we got off of the uh, Avengers four trailer, but going back real quick. Yeah, yeah. The other part that I, I, yeah, it was a Grimlock moment. The other part, uh, Clint. Yep. Clint turning around and wiping the sword off. Can we say Ronan? Can oh. we say Ronan is making it? Oh, my God. That I, was so awesome. I watched the trailer. I don't know Ronan, so I didn't know about this. Mm-hmm. Someone said that in a tweet, and I was like, wait, I recognize that, so I did a little research. Yeah. That's cool. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> that is very cool. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was like, why does he have a sword? <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's a lot. Right. And because and because they're they're going that direction with Barton, it makes me wonder if what other elements from that kind of storyline and arc are going to be tied in as well. Russo brothers at New Orleans Comic Con, we got to see them. Mm-hmm. Is that the right one? Yeah. And they talked about the size of the universe and the number of characters that they planned on introducing in Avengers: Infinity War and now Endgame. And I, I feel like we definitely got some introductions in uh, Infinity War, but I feel like Endgame is going to, it's not only going to set up the next stage of films, the next phases, but we're going to get the introduction of, of quite a few characters, yeah. I think, which, God, this is exciting. And, you know, <laughs> even if when the movie comes out, even if they're only glimpses or references by name, that's cool. Because that's, oh. a, that's a good tease to, about what's to come in, you know, the next year. Or whatever, or in months, you know, I, I will take that. If a, I'm not expecting a brand new character to come in. It would be cool, but I'm not expecting a brand new character, somebody that they just drop in and everybody freaks out. But then I'm not expecting that person to have a huge role in a lot of on screen time. If anything, there'll be like quick cameos or name drops or something like that. That's yeah. cool with me. Well, and what's really going to make that interesting is between now and the time that comes out, which is now end of April, beginning of May, they moved it up slightly, we get Captain Marvel. Yeah. That trailer. Who will play an integral part, it seems. Yeah. So we'll get to know all about Captain Marvel. And that trailer looks insane. Like, I... That trailer looks amazing. Bored. I am her, ready. Her suit. I can't get over how oh. badass her suit is. Yeah. So very cool. I don't know 
anything about Captain Marvel outside of the trailers and a handful of articles I've read because I'm not a I'm not a comic book guy. Right. I haven't been uh, very excited about that tale. But from what I understand, everyone says she's the most powerful of all the superheroes. Hmm. That's what I've read in okay. several things. I, yeah, you've read the comics. I don't okay. know. Have you seen? I know. That? I know a little that? bit about her. Uh, most powerful. She is yep. very powerful. She is very very powerful for sure. And uh, I think the second time I watched the trailer, which is right after the first time, the second time I watched the trailer, I just <laughs> I just kept saying out loud, like talking to the TV. I was, you know, Thanos is going to get his ass whooped. Yeah. <laughs> Who was it? Uh, uh, Kevin Smith tweeted after the, the last Captain Marvel trail train. Uh, can't speak. Trailer landed. He basically said to the effect of, hey, Thanos, you're about to get. <laughs> I loved it. Kevin Smith is a a precious gem, a national oh, yeah. treasure. He is. I we, thank God we didn't lose him. We must protect him at all costs. Yes, I mean he is he now the closest we have to a like a newsstand Lee. I know that's probably not something I should say, but like, is there anyone quite as influential that isn't already like much older? Um. Neil Adams? He's much older, and I don't... Yeah. I I don't want to make this into a bashing episode. <laughs> not a fan. I'll put it that way. Fan of his art, not of him uh, as a person. Hashtag wink. Uh, no. Yes. You know, I mean, calling him, you know, I guess the next best person to Stan Lee, and as far as, like, you know, he's a fan, a creator... You know, I, that's fine with me. It's a not, positive you're, person. You're not saying he's Stan Lee's replacement. No, no. Which, no, no, no. yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. You're not saying that, and I think that, and I know you wouldn't. Nope. That's where people would have a problem. Yeah, yeah. I just, I feel like Stan Lee because of the way he went to the cons for the last decade before his passing, the way he interacted with fans, mm-hmm. the way he was a guiding light for positivity and excitement. And seem to bring out the best in people. Yep. Uh, I feel like Kevin does a really good job of that. Yeah, sure, he has some negativity here and there, but usually he puts a fun spin on it mm-hmm. and makes it amusing. And he's a and, great uh, storyteller. He is. I he at um, Amazing Con. I think was the name of it up here. No, that's not right. There was a con up here that was the first time they'd ever done it. I went to, and he was on stage, and he did a interactive stand-up type thing. It wasn't comedy. Per se, he got up and was answering questions and just talking, just having a conversation yeah. with the audience like you and I are having, talking about everything. And he cussed, which is mm-hmm. something Stan never did, uh, and just had fun with it, talked about vulgar stuff. But there's somehow there's still this positive uh, aura, this positive resonance that comes off of him and around, to, to the people around him uh, that I just love. I just see that as a, like a guiding light for nerds, you know? I like the um, and I'm I haven't heard any of the other ones, but it's something that I always wanted to go back to. His director commentary on uh, chasing Amy was really it was really cool. It was really really cool hearing him talk about like certain parts of the film and like why he went this direction with like you know Jason or Ben's dialogue, why it was like this, and Jason and and Ben were on there as well. Uh, it, you could just tell he really cares about what he creates, you know? Oh, he definitely does. And and he'll even admit when some weren't necessarily a home run. Uh, <laughs> I.e. Tusk. <laughs> Tusk. <laughs> Which I... Oh, sorry, Kevin. I just can't do it. All right. I tried. I, you told me about that movie, and I was like, you know what? 
you just gave me a great synopsis of the film, and I don't think I need to watch it anymore. But I'd love to hear your take on it if you did. Like, if you ever have a sick day or you're feeling a little down, right? Uh, that's a good one to fire up and watch. You know? Oh man, I like that kid too. I don't want it. I don't want that to taint my image of that kid. Justin Long. Yeah, Justin Long. Oh yeah, I'm a fan He's too. Great. But you know, you, to have home runs, sometimes you got to strike out. You can't have all home runs. Justin Long and the breakup. Oh, good one. <laughs> so good. He was like. <laughs> he, t- he told what's her name's boss. Some people have scoliosis. You have scoliosis of the soul. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Rough. <laughs> Whisper anyway, down. that's a great. Yeah, that's another good movie. So uh, yeah, so we have uh, the Avengers four trailer, Captain Marvel trailer, uh, tomorrow. and tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow you might feel the furniture move. Why is it that we have such major reveals back to back? I feel like the trailer for Spider-Man Homecoming is going to very much tie into Avengers. The Far From Home trailer. Yeah. Which is a good reason they're putting them on like bookends of a weekend like this. Far From Home. It's a good title. Yeah. I mean, based on what we saw in Infinity War, it, it jives with it just being a continuation of this exact same story. And it's supposed to come out when? Do you know what the release date for Spider-Man Homecoming is? Oh, not right off the bat. I'm going to look that up because I have a theory, and that could be way off here, that maybe that ends up just being like a third part. Hmm. Uh, It looks like we're set for July 7th. So we've got March, Captain Marvel, April, May, May, Avengers 4, June, July, July, Spider-Man Homecoming, all separated by just a couple months each. And I feel like they're three parts of a continuation to Infinity War. Because we got to know about Captain Marvel to see how she plays into the story, to go fight Thanos, to leave Spider-Man hanging out in La La Land and find out what happens to him. With everybody else. Yeah. I'm I'm interested. And then Dark Phoenix comes out June 7th. Will there be an X-Men (laughs) tie-in? I mean, there very well could be. That would be awesome. I've seen some theories that the reversal of the snap or whatever they do in in Endgame to fix everything Mm -hmm. would be the introduction of X-Men because before they couldn't do it because of all the licensing restrictions. They couldn't say mutants. Uh, But now they can because they've got it back. Mm -hmm. And how would that function? This is a perfect time to introduce them. What if Wolverine had been there the whole time? Yeah, in the shadows. A veil yeah. is lifted. Oh, could that be the introduction of a new Wolverine? Or you just hear someone off screen go, hey, bub. Could it be that Hugh Jackman's been messing with our heads for the last decade about leaving the role? We, Of course, if that happens, we would have to somewhere, somehow we would hear a wisecrack and there's Deadpool sitting on an overpass. Could they put Deadpool in Avengers Endgame? Why not? Oh, my God. That would be so awesome. He doesn't die. <laughs> oh, my God. Could you imagine uh, <laughs> could you imagine Ant-Man and Deadpool interacting with each other? Just quip with that after sarcastic quip. humor? Yes. <laughs> that would be so amazing. I'd watch that. Oh, a buddy team-up film on the side. Ant-Man and Deadpool. Dead ants. And Cable. Antpool. Yeah, Cable. You, could you have Cable and Thanos in the same movie? 
Oh, you're just you're blowing my mind right now. <laughs> it's like Eddie Murphy in uh, Coming to America. <laughs> <laughs> or John Candy in Nothing But Trouble. <laughs> Coming to Infinity War. <laughs> That'd be cool if they do a side by side. Cable's like, you're nothing. And Thanos is like, yeah, you're nothing either. Uh. And then Brand Bran from the Goonies comes out of nowhere <laughs> in that hoodie. And There's like, a Sicario spinoff. Both of you guys need to chill. <laughs> Oh my god, I feel like I feel like uh, Josh Brolin has to host Saturday Night Live and make that a thing. That'd be cool, Josh. You can use our idea; it's fine. Yeah, please. We'd just like a small credit and maybe our logo at the end of the skit. That'd be great. Man, I just pulled up. Uh, I just did a search for 2019 movies: <sighs> Avengers: Endgame, Captain Marvel, Shazam, The Lion King, Toy Story 4, Dark Phoenix, Godzilla, King of Monsters, Spider Man, Star Wars. How to Train Your Dragon, Aladdin, Glass, Hellboy, Dumbo. Good Lord. What a year we've got. I think I'm going to have to break down and get that AMC pass. 20 bucks a month, three new films a week. Yeah, now you just need the time. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> I, I need to figure out a way to just remove sleep from the equation, but uh, it's kind of important. Um. Let's see. Uh, any uh, any TV news? That's what, exactly what I around? was thinking. What uh, I've been <laughs> I've been watching uh, just a handful of shows given the time available. Uh, still in love with a good place. Uh, Outlander. I'm caught up with Outlander now, which I've recommended several times, uh, and I keep forgetting. In case no one out there knows, the creator of Outlander, the the helmer, the director, is the same guy that did Battlestar Galactica. Oh, okay. So I've, I've talked about a science, a sci-fi tie-in, a time travel tie-in to Outlander. It's becoming more and more important to the story, uh, and there's some um, supernatural elements to it now as well. What? Yeah, it looks like it just looks like some sort of period piece drama romance, right? It is not that. It is so much more than that. That is a part of it, and I'm sure that the target audience or that the the demographic of the fans probably trends to a 40 to 55 year old female, well maybe 30 to 55 year old female. But I'm I'm digging it. I'm loving it because of the sci-fi elements to it. It's hmm. such a good show. I highly recommend it. I I can't wait to watch that one every week. I have not uh, started anything new. I think uh, the Ginge has started Black Mirror again. Oof. So she's digging that. Yeah. Um, I did mention, and we I think we posted about this. Jenna Fisher tweeted on December 2nd uh, that they were, they had, most of the office cast had gotten together at Greg Daniels' house, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So there was a few tweets. Jenna Fisher, who played Pam Beasley, um, she tweeted that they were attempting to recreate an office Christmas photo that they did on set at Greg Daniels house. Uh, she said, happy holidays. We missed you, Steve, Ellie, John, BJ, Mindy, Craig, and Kate. And then she ends it with, we will see you soon. So they've shot down the idea of a reboot revival, blah, blah, blah. But this has started to stoke the flame again of speculation. It's just interesting that she said, we will see you soon. Now, granted people are like, well, maybe she was talking to the people that weren't there that she mentions in the tweet, you know, like like she says, Steve and Ellie and all these other people. But what if she's not? What if it's a what if what if this is not a reboot? It's just a reunion episode. Is that enough for fans? And I think it would be. I think that'd be awesome. 
one reunion episode, whether it's an hour or even two hours would be even better. That would be fine. What about if they do something like the way the X-Files did when we thought Chris Carter was done with the X-Files and it came back for a mini for a mini season? That would be cool, too. We don't need 13, 20 something episodes. What about six episodes and that's it? Or what if it's nothing? I mean, that's okay too. It's kind of a bummer. But what if? A lot of what ifs. A lot of what ifs. Very excited about that. My first thought was, yeah, that'd be awesome. Let's do it. And then I thought, Paper Company, 2018, the internet. The internet was kind of a joke in some of the latter seasons about how it was going to kill them. And then yeah. they were like, no, nah, it won't. Right. But it truly would. Could a paper company in in the little old Scranton, Pennsylvania, succeed in a 2018 world? And then what if the time jump, if let's say they do a reunion episode, would it still have a lot to do with inside the office or would it just be more of the character interaction? I think either way would be fine. And they may be able to get away with the time jump if they don't actually do like now. If they do just like several, you know, several years after or five yeah. years after the very last episode, because after on the very last episode, um, I don't think it was years. I think it was months that had passed. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And they definitely look older now. Mm-hmm. You'd have to kind of answer to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it was very different about that show versus others besides its longevity and, and ability to su- succeed even if it wasn't all the same stars in it uh was that most of the all the people on there were also the creators and the writers of the show what if they did like a um uh chris Col- not chris christopher guest thing where he always has the same actors in all his different movies what if they did an entirely new tv show with the same cast different premise okay what could they do? How cool would that be if you had all these same people that you loved all those years, but now they play different characters in a different situation than The Office? You could still love it. You yeah. could still really dig it. You would I have that, fam- would be. that familiarity would be there. They're all part of a startup. <laughs> a tech startup, right? Yeah, kind of like uh, Silicon Valley. So you go that route because the political part has already been done with Parks and Rec. Yep. So you could go, yeah, tech startup. Or what about the food industry? Yeah, we've got, yeah, because you got Superstore mocking Walmart and Mm -hmm. big box stores. But do we have a food industry? And I did fall in love with a show called Borderline. It was only two short seasons. I don't know if you've seen it. Borderline. If, If you're a fan of The Office, Parks and Rec, and you're okay with English humor, there's a show called Borderline. I didn't know about it. It was one of the Netflix suggestions. And it's, I think each episode, each season, it's only two seasons, was only like six or seven episodes. Very, very short. Hmm. And they're 30 minutes each, something like that. But it's, I thought it was really funny. They but, like their short seasons. But Borderline was centered around, it was Parks and Rec office style, right? Uh-huh. Like mockumentary. It was centered around uh, custom agents at a small English airport. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> and it was, yeah, it's hilarious. It's really good. That's what part of, uh, have you watched Superstore? Yes, yes. I, I love the cuts from scene to scene where they show the crazy crap that people do at a big box store. Yeah. Like the random kid tossing things around, coming out of a tent, somebody <laughs> like that, stealing yeah. stuff. I, I just love that because it's kind of like a people of Walmart brought to a television show. Yep. Imagine what you could do with customs agents or, a, or airport security or. 
The first episode of Borderline is about profiling at the customs booth. <laughs> oh, my God. And That's got to be The Scottish guy is he's got his hand up and, and the person give the proctor. She's like, yes. He goes, what's profiling? And the guy in front of him turns around and goes, it's what you do every day. He's like, oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's good. I like that. Borderline's yeah, a perfect title for that, too. That's really Borderline. Good. It's a great show. Yeah, they, uh, I'm looking forward to uh, always looking forward to more new ideas when it comes to television. I love a good 30 minute comedy, and it's mm-hmm. most often what I have time for now. It's just it's nice and uplifting. I love to get a good laugh on, you know. I am. I gotta say, I'm a huge fan of the mockumentary style comedies. It is good. I love it when they when you have the whole show go on, and then you have that cut scene to them talking to the camera. Like a confessional booth style, you yeah. know? I love oh, that. Oh, yeah, that's I, great. I love that. When you get their reaction, it's great. That's really so, good. So the one curveball for television that I have right now, thanks to Hillary and Dima, is Curse of Oak Island. Are you familiar uh, with this? Yeah, I'm familiar if, with the story. Absolutely. <laughs> Anyone who I've read about that story it, a lot. I must both recommend it and warn you to not watch it at the same time because it is this weirdly addictive I'm sure partly staged reality show about hunting for treasure on a small island off the coast of Nova Scotia. Yeah. And the wife and I are both addicted. We, we joke every time we fire up a new episode and we both do the opening. We're like, there's an island off the coast of Nova Scotia. <laughs> and we joke about all the treasures that might be hidden there. And we know the names of the characters, Rick and Marty, like Rick and Morty. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Were you familiar with the story before the show? Nope, never heard really? a peep of it. Okay. You knew it? Yeah. You know I'm a big fan of like the unknown and, and mysteries and stuff like that. Yeah. So I've got several books, like all mysteries of the unknown, unsolved mysteries, all that stuff. And the Curse of Oak Island is yeah, in every single one of those. So really? I I knew about the whole story before the show even started. And then I heard a show was being developed and I was like, There's no way they're gonna find anything. It's just gonna be it's just gonna be a constant show of well we almost got it or something's gonna go wrong then the show came out and i was and i watched it and i was like yep this is what i expected but like you said i it's entertaining and infuriating at the same time (laughs) You, you know what it's it's almost like watching the exact same show on repeat but in each episode there's a slight change Because, yeah, they like you said, it's right. They get so close. I'm only in season three. It's already to season six. They get so close. They might find a little little sliver of something to keep them going. Mm -hmm. And I really wonder, if in real life they ever found some of these items, would it be, it would be immediately widely publicized and would kind of detract from the any future seasons of the show had they already found the stuff and they're just stretching this out as long as they possibly right. can and then eventually they'll go we found it but it's all staged <laughs> i would uh i would recommend if you're interested if you don't want to read a whole lot i know that's your mo yeah right look it up on wiki what the story said the story on wiki is pretty close and consistent with every single story i've read in every book about what happened and Yes, there were art from the stories. There were artifacts that were found and they moved around from like a certain group of residents that live there in the area still. But of course, now they're lost, broken or illegible. You can't read, you know, so. 
Interesting. Well, I'm I'm all yeah. in at this point. Watching, I'm like season three, episode eleven. Uh, I and it's really hard to dodge the trailers for the new. They put the trailers for the new season six while you're watching season three. I don't want to see it yet. I'm waiting to get there. Can you calm down? Right. It's like, oh, <laughs> it looks like one guy fell into a shaft. Oh well. No, 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 no. Is he the sixth death? No, no. <laughs> it's 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 crazy. Don't watch yeah. it. And I love it. <laughs> I, I tell you what, just the the story of the ingenuity of of in the very beginning, like years ago. Yeah. That was really cool. That was really, really cool. They showed these uh, graphics that they made, I think referencing to the ingenuity with like the water tunnel traps coming uh, in. Yep. <laughs> they show these graphics that they clearly made in season one, but they have been getting some mileage out of these graphics. Like they still show them in every episode and we just laugh out loud. Like you can make a drinking game off. Are they going to show the water traps? Oh, everybody drink, you know? And and we were joking about it on Twitter and I went to go find a GIF and I typed in Oak Island and there's not a single GIF of the graphics. But Come on. So I made my own GIF. <laughs> right. I had to go to the History Channel website, watch an episode, get to the graphic, which didn't take long to find, and make a GIF and put it on Twitter, and Hillary died. She was laughing so hard. She's like, you actually did it? You went and found it? I was like, no, I made it. <laughs> right. Sometimes you got to make your own. Oh, Sometimes there's something very satisfying about that when you make a good gif on mm -hmm. your own. I haven't made one that circled the internet or anything, but eventually I'd like to. That'd be fun, right? <laughs> It's a lot Remember, of fun. Years ago when you and I, I it had to have been like year two in nerd food, that, that camel camel uh, commercial for uh, Geico where he comes in and he's like, hey, Mike? Uh, Mike, 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 yeah, over and over again. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, guess what day it is? Hump day. <laughs> I made an image. I took a screenshot of that and I, I basically, guess what day it is? It's hump day. And I put it out on the web and we got some decent reactions from it on mm -hmm. Facebook and Twitter. A year or two later. I'm surfing the internet and I see this image again. Somebody else shared it on one of their channels. I was like, God, that looks familiar. Right. So I went back to the archives, all of our, our stuff on Dropbox, and I found the file I created and I put it side by side. It was the one I made. It came uh, back around to me through the internet. Same thing happened with a picture of that Deadpool with a picket sign at San Diego Comic-Con where he was standing next to the Bible bangers. And they they have all their signs like the end yeah. of the world's coming, don't worship false gods, all that stuff. And he has one that's like uh, bow before Goku or some crazy stuff like that. I took uh, that photo standing in line, and a year later it came back to me through the internet. I was like, that photo looks familiar. I did the side by side thing. He was like, that's my photo. That's one of the best parts about standing in line when those people come around. Yes. And see who stands next to him. <laughs> so funny. Uh, so what's left? Uh, video you, games, comic books. Did you see? Let me jump to video games for a second. Did you see? Uh, we posted about Tekken Seven. Yes, Negan. Negan. Uh huh. What do you think about that? Did you watch the little video? Uh, yeah, I watched most of it. I couldn't do it with the sound on, but I saw them all lined up just like that episode. Just yeah. like the yeah, just like the famous episode. That gameplay looks pretty bad, in a good way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean they cheesy enough. Like, how do you mix Negan with those characters? Really, how does yeah, that happen? I anywhere? mean, you just throw you know throw real, the realism out of the window. Don't even yeah. think about that part. But with you know, he's got Lucille. He's got a weapon. You know, and everybody else is a martial arts master. Yeah, it's, he's not going to stand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Yeah, Jeffrey Dean Morgan actually uh, raised the flag at the Mariners game, or not, uh, the uh, Seahawks game I was at last week, and he was there. They, really? They have this like um, this elevated spot on the field with a fl- giant flagpole, and their mm-hmm. tradition before each game is to have a celebrity or a past player come out and uh, and raise this, the Mar- the uh, Seahawks flag, and everybody cheers and look up, and he's there cool. on the big screen, and he had the uh, Seahawks jersey with Morgan on the back. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Did, uh, it was neat. Did he have uh, – is he from there? I don't know. That's a good question. Or was he just visiting like Seattle Grace? I <laughs> – yes, well done Grey's Anatomy reference. I think from season <laughs> 700, something in there. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey, Dean – oh, a, a cameo again by the mechanical keyboard. He is from Seattle, Washington. You're right. There you go. And do you know how old Jeffrey Dean Morgan is? 57. Uh, 52 close not bad not bad he doesn't look uh he doesn't look that old to me he doesn't look that old i would i would have guessed 50 he looks older than the denny days for sure oh yeah yeah for sure there's some there's some wisdom around the eyes (laughs) i like the way you (laughs) word that (laughs) i i hope i have wisdom around the eyes Uh, what else? Any game news on your end? Uh, yes. Uh, the new season seven of Fortnite is out. Uh, very fun game. I'm still not good at it. I never will be, but I enjoy getting in there, uh, and firing the weapons. And then, uh, they have some game modes where when you die, you come back. So at least I feel like I have a chance to play more. I had seven <laughs> kills in a game the other day. Seven. Yeah. Seven. Seven. In season seven. 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 Um, and uh and oh and rocket league uh their first rocket pass season is over but a new one starts next week and one of our one of my uh i wouldn't say mentor but somebody i see as an example uh greggy game greg miller game mm-hmm. over greggy he now does uh kind of funny he hosted uh the rocket league birthday party at san diego comic-con at uh, over at uh, petco park right. petco field and so I guess he's in with the Rocket League team now. They have, in this new season, the, the new update that just launched, uh, you have these flags that you can have on your car. There's a kind of funny flag. Oh, check that out. Okay. I thought that was awesome. So I, yeah. I thought you had to earn it. I kept playing, hoping I'd get it as a drop. And then mm-hmm. somebody did the research. and like, no, as part of the new update, you have it. So I oh, just went in cool. this morning, and I played one game before we recorded and got my kind of funny flag on there. <laughs> uh, so I'm super hyped about that. I, I just think Greg is, a, is an amazing guy. I've met him a couple times. Uh, and I love what he's doing. You should have uh, taken a screenshot of it and sent him a text. Yeah, I, I need to. I need to. I uh, Sadly, my old phone died with his number in it. Uh, and wait, I don't the, have a backup of You it. can't get it out? I'm trying. I've got a software uh, that allows me to uh, access the phone, and it worked two weeks ago, and now yeah. it won't work. That's All right, well, I'll, when we get done recording, I'll, just, uh, I'll shoot Chobot a quick text. There you go. And see if I can get Greg's number And for if you. she doesn't have it, maybe uh, hit up Felicia. I'll see if she Felicia, has it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Or Allison. <laughs> either way. Oh, Allison. How is Allison? <laughs> Allison's good. Normally, she, you just say her name and she magically appears behind you. But A, a lot of... Uh, she, it doesn't look like she's doing a lot of... like Or posting, rather. A lot of work-related kind of photos and stuff like that she posts a lot more personal photos which is cool Why don't you reach out yeah. and see if she wants to guest star on the, on the podcast yeah we were supposed to meet up but uh we'll see you know 
I always wonder about that. If you reach out to these, I, I don't want to call them B-level celebrities. That's rude. That's not. But they're not movie, TV actor celebrities. They're internet celebrities, but of a higher, higher right. tier. Yes. Their whole thing is about exposure and getting into new audiences. And, and mm-hmm. like, if you reach out to an Allison Hayslip and say you want to be on the podcast, what, what are the odds she might say yes? Well, we know. You know, we know Ari, and he's the one that does the the podcast tech for Bizarre States with yeah, Chobot yeah. and Bowser. So, I mean, what's the worst that happens? They ignore your email or say no, thank you. Yeah. But what if you got that email back that said, "What dates you got available?" What? <laughs> or you? Ta- is it weird? To, is it weird? Okay, here we go. Is it weird? Honestly, I'm not trying to be funny. Say you say a celebrity like uh, like Zachary Levi or if you didn't know Greg, like the times that you've met him or like for me with Chobot, you have these photos taken because you've seen them several times and all times you got photos with them. Is it weird to send an email if you had access to it to ask Mm. him that and say, by the way, you know, thanks again for taking the time to snap this quick photo uh, I really love this photo, you know, whatever. Is it weird to attach the photo that you are with that celebrity? I think that's interesting. I, I think depending on how you approach it. Like I could see maybe uh, we because we met Zachary Levi a couple times. We got yeah. a photo with him. If we tweeted that and said in the tweet, man, it would be great to have Zachary as a, as a guest star on our podcast sometime. And then he picked up on that. Right. That might be one thing, but to send an email and go, "Hey, met you once. You're awesome. Would you do our podcast?" Yeah, eh, maybe a Could little, be a little bit weird, right? Yeah, yeah. Just depends on the person. Yeah, you know, like and I mean, it you depends on how. Yeah, personality. It, it depends on their personality for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, like I don't think if I had a picture picture with Felicia, which I have not gotten one, I don't think she's the kind of person where I could go, "Hey, we did this photo once. You want to hang out and do a podcast?" She'd be like, "Uh, creeper." Right. I could totally see her saying that. Yeah. And you know what? Even if, like, if it's somebody that you really liked, and you're like, you, you're somebody that you really that that you really like, and and you want to do a, a podcast or something like that with, you even mention, you could mention, say, hey, you know what? We don't have to do this in person. We could yeah. do it over the phone. We could do a Skype call. We could do a VC call. Whatever. Yeah. Just for that comfort level to raise a little bit more, you know. Oh, that would make it. And much then it easier. goes over well, gets a lot of hits, and then hey, let's do this again, you know? Okay, yeah. I mean, and I, then after that, dinner. If you have the numbers, I'm sure it's easy <laughs> to go and go. Hey, we can we reach an audience of several million people. They're sure. gonna say yes, right? If you show them our numbers, uh, they might go. Well, I have That's to wash cute. my. My hair dog has more followers than that, <laughs> which is probably true. Which is probably true for several. Uh, you know, but on Twitter we have twenty six thousand followers, and if Twitter would just wake up and give us that little blue check, yeah. I think it would make all those conversations a lot easier. But God forbid. Today I saw somebody with under three thousand followers who had the verified check. Come on, why? Are you we rocking- did not buy our followers. Wait a minute. Are you hold your phone up? Are you rocking a pop socket? Oh, sir. You-, <laughs> you haven't seen this? No. <laughs> I have. Okay, I got to tell the story. So, CC uh, Customs, a uh, good friend of mine on Twitter now and in IRL, uh, Christina, she made a pop socket uh, or a pop of me, a mm-hmm. custom. I love it so much. 
Uh, and I took a photo and put it on my computer to make it like my avatar or whatever on Twitter right. and stuff, which it was for a while. And uh, one day, PopSockets had this thing where you could make a custom, 15 bucks. They'll put whatever you want on there with delivery included. Not bad. I thought that was a great deal. And I just was looking for a photo, and that popped up. I was like, sure, why not? That'd be fun. And I get more compliments on this. And most people think it's like some digital thing that I made, like the image itself. Right. I'm like, no, I actually have this pop is a real thing. And they're like, what? Like, yeah. That's cool. It, yeah, it's it's just fun. I know it, maybe it's a bit... Uh, narcissistic i don't know <laughs> but i didn't I even it. know that's what was on there i saw your hand on it and i was like oh don't tell me don't i love tell- pop sockets yeah i'm on the fence about those i don't know okay i don't know let me let me pitch this to you sir so it's nice and thin in your pocket mm-hmm. it, of sure every once in a while that gets hung on your pocket no biggie you just you just have to be careful how you put it in there you pop it out <laughs> put your fingers in there you don't drop it yeah and on an airplane makes for a nice stand stand Yep. So you can watch your, your films or your television. Even if you're careful, you can hang it on the seat in front of you off the magazines and things they have up there. You can get that little lip in there. Mm-hmm. So it's eye level. You don't have to strain your, your neck or your head. I think I'm more on the fence because I'm not trusting of something like that to be the only thing separating. Exactly. See? And the one time it doesn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> one time it doesn't you're like you're talking to somebody like we are now and you're oh. pitching it to them and you're like look it just stays <laughs> uh, oops okay and then the camera zooms out and you're on your knees going why i this was on my old broken phone mm-hmm. i took it off no new stick no new anything applied it here and it has not once come off of either phone so i even moved it and still functions but at 15 dollars right just get a new one if you're really concerned about it. But sure. that stick has never come off of there. Yeah. I think it's one of those things like it, the way you hold it is, comes directly out. If you pulled it an angle hard mm-hmm. enough, it might come out of there. Yeah. But I've never had a problem what with it. What kind of adhesive is it? I don't know. But the fact that you can reapply it is very interesting to me. Yeah, that it's is just interesting. It's, I, I've seen things that have that micro suction cup mm-hmm. uh, application, which is pretty cool. But it's not as sturdy as this. This is sturdier. I love it. I mean, for yeah. taking photos, you keep a nice steady. You can use your other hand. I make mean, steadier than a normal hold. Right. And then the fact that, yeah, I can do this kind of stuff. So, yeah, like I said, I didn't know that that was your picture <laughs> from your pop on there. <laughs> I just was like, oh, God, he's using a pop socket. And it wasn't until you brought it up. I was like, well, no wonder. Yeah, that's why he's using the pop socket. This is effing pop that's on there. Effing <laughs> pop. <laughs> New series brought to you by Stephen Sully. There's a uh, new Twitter handle. That's a new show. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a few out there now. I've talked to a few guys that do some of the different podcasts that are based on on Funko stuff, and it's there's there's some pretty good ones out there. I gotta say, sponsored by Pop Sockets. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you see how many things in life have the word pop in them now? I'm seeing it everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very common term now. That I think are people using it because of Funko. Or has it just always been something that resonated? That's what I called my grandfather. I called him Pop. <laughs> That's what I call my dad. Yeah, there's I call just my something dad about the the the, <coughs> the 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 feel in the mouth when you say it. Yeah, I knew you were gonna make a face at that. <laughs> it has good mouth feel. That's it's the way. Uh, yeah, I think like Korean pop is a big deal. I think yep. they got that from Funko pop music, which That's was been around for created. After Funko, yep. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a lot of things out All there. This stuff. I, 
Not thinking of other things. Pop sockets, of course. Yeah. Snap crackle. Which is interesting because the uh, Allison, remember our first contact in mm-hmm. Funko? She does marketing for pop sockets now. Oh, she's not. She went from uh, pop to pop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought she was at the other place still. No, she was there for a while. Cool. Then this. Uh, That's awesome. I saw her at a toy fair last year. Got to talk to her a little bit. So hopefully I'll see her again uh, in February. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's coming up soon. She's uh, very speaking cool. Speaking of coming up soon, I'm getting to a point where I'm going to have to stop because I got to head out. But we've got yeah. a good, I think we got a good episode here. We did. It was a lot of fun. Got Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse to get to. Hopefully there's tickets left. Good luck. Now that Maybe you scared me. Now. Right. Just buy yeah. right now. And end. <laughs> yeah. Wait, 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 Bye, wait, Steve. wait, 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 wait. <laughs> he didn't even sign off. It's just a cartoon smoke outline through the door. <laughs> <laughs> Kool-Aid man right the hell out of the podcast. Go bye-bye. <laughs> oh, uh, I know what I was going to. So USAopoly, we've talked to them, okay. kind of worked with them before. They're great people. They are, if you don't know, they're responsible for a lot of awesome fandoms uh, that get kind of transplanted into uh, classic board games like Candyland and Operation Monopoly, things like that. I have, I love co- collecting those I was just looking, just out of out of blue, because I haven't seen in a couple of days. I don't know if you saw this. There is a Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory Candyland edition. Oh my god, that makes sense. That is so awesome. And one more that is very recent. Um, I'm not a huge fan, but I know there's a lot of fans out there. Uh, there is a Sailor Moon Monopoly edition that's coming out. Very big uh, following for the Sailor Moon. I thought that was really cool. And then for you, Rick and Morty operation i just saw that yeah. i took a picture of it at hot topic a couple weeks ago <laughs> i want that that's really cool because you got to watch the episode on why that makes so much sense like operation th- this was bound to happen yeah there's a whole episode about a theme park inside of a dude's body okay so there was a they made a monopoly one about that there, there's a oh, monopoly game about yep. that too okay all right yep. i got you i remember that that's a big episode or oh it's huge yeah, yeah it's okay it's a great one it's one of the best gotcha they're, they're all one of the best it's such a good show <laughs> it's time for a rewatch i say that about so many things i couldn't possibly rewatch half the crap i want to everything re-watch. oh yeah. i just started lost again Oof, so good that's a commitment yeah Is 10 seasons it's usually i mean it's one of those things you have on like for us in the morning after the gym or when we're getting ready you know, we, it's just on in the background, kind of. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, me, kind of so, so emotional when it comes to that show. Even after the first episode, I was like, they have to go back and they don't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. It was fun, man. It's Definitely. Show. Yeah. Let's do it again soon. Let's do it. Next weekend, maybe. Sounds goodish. He's thinking about it. He's we'll thinking about it. it. All yeah. right. I guess in the meantime, this is Sully signing out saying Nerds Unite. Later. Later.